0: One of the eerie locations in Cincinnati is a park located in the middle of Clifton, Burnett Woods. The park boasts numerous hiking trails, a historical bandstand, a stocked fishing lake, playgrounds, shelters, picnic areas, and a disc golf course. There's the Wolf Planetarium and, of course, the Trailside Nature Center. However, Burnett Woods carries an air of eeriness since it has been the site of numerous suicides, deaths, and other tragic events, since its creation over 150 years ago. Listener discretion is advised as we talk about the morbid topics of suicide and murder in Burnett Woods. Hello everyone and welcome to the last episode of 2022, <laughs> the Haunted Hometown Haunts, brought to you by the Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities. You would think after three years I would know how to do this intro. Anyway, hello everyone, I'm Kat Kloko, and you can follow us at Curio on Twitter, Maybe. I'm not sure for how much longer. And also at Sin Cabinet or Cincy Cabinet of Curiosities on Instagram. You can also join our Facebook group, Hometown Haunts. Uh, we post a lot of information and updates there. We're dying to hear about your personal encounters with the paranormal and fringe history from your neck of the woods. Send it to Mail at gmail.com or join and share it to the aforementioned Facebook group, Hometown Haunts we an official podcast that can be heard wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to see us while we're doing the show, you can watch us on the video feed on YouTube. Find us by searching Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities. And please rate and review us wherever you listen to us. So other spooky history lovers just like yourself can find this wonderful program where I flub the intro. So... On that note, we got some show news. As I said, this is the last episode of 2022, and we will be returning January 11th, 2023, for another wonderful, spooky season of the Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities presents the Hometown Haunts podcast. So, Jen and Christina, it is going to be what a three week break for us? Sure. The scheduled
1: one? Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> Can Kat look at calendars? Maybe. <laughs> It is about three weeks, actually. I mean, it's kind of a weird because the the way the year's ending, it's on Sundays, which is when we record. So yes. it's sort of the maximum amount that we'll miss. Like yeah. usually <laughs> yes. we would probably be able to do something, but yeah. you know, I think nobody wants to record on the first of the year.
0: No, or on Christmas. No, you th- <laughs> you think I was flubbing the intro on this episode? <laughs> if it was on New Year's Day, I'd be gone. (laughs) Maybe confetti stuck in my hair. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's right. We usually go out gaming, so I think we're Uh, going to be doing it. I mean, not that this surprises anyone, but we'll probably (laughs) be spending the evening gaming. Yeah,
0: that's what I do, too. Yeah, it's what um, my friends and I have done every single New Year's for easily a decade. We just travel to each other's houses every other year. And um, this year we're hosting and I still throw confetti at midnight, though. Oh, so, okay. Well.
1: <laughs> well, you have to.
0: You yeah, have to. those little poppers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then little guy gets to watch usually New Year's in Japan because it's fourteen Ooh. hours ahead of us. So oh, it's during when we're awake. So yeah. we're just like, "Yay! Look, it's the New Year!" So, yeah, we—it's ha- a long celebration when half your family lives in East Asia. So you're celebrating the entire day. <laughs> Well, that's fun. It is very fun. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I that
2: normally is. don't do anything. I sit at home alone, read, watch TV. Well, that's not right. That's we'll have not- to. Sure, it is. It's just fine. I don't really drink anymore, so it it's mm-hmm. not a huge holiday mm-hmm. for me. I might go visit Christine and in Indy, but okay. Um, I need to talk to her about that because Betsy Kitty is she needs attention, right? Because she's so old, so mm-hmm. I might not go.
1: With elderly pets, it's always really difficult because hard. they are
2: yeah. so much
1: on the edge and need so much help. And
2: it's well, hard she to can't have someone. really miss her medication. She needs it mm-hmm. twice a day. She's constantly mm-hmm. eating. She has a low thyroid. It just, it, mm-hmm. you know, she's fine. It's just she needs care now. I can't just leave her. Should I the- bring over some, some
0: New Year's it. cheesecake for you?
2: Oh. Sure,
0: I will say mm. no cheesecake. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's always
1: uh, Katie's amazing cookies every year.
0: Yes, yeah, that is also true. Is she
2: yeah. making them?
1: She this is. Year? I okay. think so. Yeah,
2: she mentioned making stuff. Ooh,
0: okay. so.
1: and she already
2: did the gingerbread thing. I mean, God,
1: that girl is does I, a I lot. Know. I, I she mean, does a lot. Yeah, and the cookies that she uh, she decorates are just works of art. It's
2: hard oh, to eat gosh.
0: them. Yeah.
2: I know. Because they're so I want, beautiful. is there a way we could like preserve one from we, we Yeah you
0: can because it's could, it's made out of royal icing which yeah. hardens uh-huh. and then it doesn't really decomp fast.
1: Okay. You could probably shellac it or dip it in. What's that Modge Podge? Is that what you uh-huh. put it in? What's that stuff you like you yeah. could dip it in like some sort of resin or something and it
2: would, yeah. it would
0: I got iridescent Modge Podge? Do you want that? No,
2: I got some. I got some, okay. and I have some mod podge coming on Tuesday to make something. So, oh nice! Tell
1: you what it is though? <laughs> wow, exciting! <laughs> yeah, so the year's almost over. I think there's a lot of people that are glad to see 2022 go.
0: <laughs> yes, it's been a rough year. I'm ready mm-hmm. for 2023. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm have a
2: good year. I'm ready for a year to be good. Like I haven't had a good year. In, in the a while, it is a We're very all long late. time. You
0: need you need a better year. <laughs> I, really so. I really do. Yeah, mm-hmm. job what security year, what...
2: would be nice. Hmm? Job security would be nice.
0: Job security would be wonderful. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And I was about to say the um topic of tonight's show is not going to give us any sense of security or warm fuzzies. I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah. We're yeah. going yes. out on we're a going dark room <laughs> room <laughs> room. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're yeah, Christmas. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, happy know, holidays,
0: everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was for the happiness of <laughs> for the happiness of holidays.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um it, it's an interesting topic. Um, I saw a survey of how many people had actually talked about Burnett Woods that were students at UC mm-hmm. versus people who had actually gone into Burnett Woods. And it was mm-hmm. amazing. Only about slightly more than one third of students have actually set foot in the park. It's literally oh, really? across the street. Wow. And But over 60% of them had very negative reactions to it. Like, hmm. the the um, emotions attached to the idea of Burnett Woods was very negative. And uh, I can see why now, but it was a Well, it makes you wonder
2: what, you know, co- how every college has their stories that travels from, you know, mm-hmm. class to class every year. I wonder what those stories are. Like, what are the stu- students hearing from each other? Well, part? it
1: was quite the source of urban legends. I mean, it, really it, it when I went to school there, you were told not to walk there alone. Oh, I fine, am well, curious fine. to
0: hear your thoughts on it. But once I finish this yeah, yeah, we'll uh, lengthy talk about dissertation it. that I apparently have written. I know you're um, like
1: writing a, a research paper every
0: week. This is what anthropologists do. And mm-hmm. this is, I hate to say it, it's fun. I like mm-hmm. doing it. Like Mike will be like, why are you still on newspapers.com searching? And I'm like, when I find stuff, it's like a little dopamine hit. When I find mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. tiny little article that no one else has ever cited before and it's just fun that did not happen in this particular case but writing is pretty fun and as we talked about last week with the book club um i read a lot of just nonfiction. so mm-hmm. it, it,
1: well you know perhaps one day these might be collected in a, in a yeah. book Library yeah.
2: of com- congress
1: Yes. I above, mean, you, uh, you said you've written <laughs> these, you know, you could edit them and, and I could just go, best hey, of hometown haunts. There Shiver. you go.
0: I happen to have a publisher, I know, that mm-hmm. uh, is interested in these types of things. So excellent.
2: Be... Yeah, uh, so... Aaron Minky did that with lore. <laughs> mm-hmm, His mm-hmm. books are just the totally. podcast. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
1: totally. Man. So perhaps one day you will be able to read as well as listen about mm-hmm. all of the topics yes. we have covered. Yes. Yeah
0: you would definitely be on as authors as well we'd all be Mm -hmm. co-authors of this book Mm -hmm. but yeah
2: but you do the lion you do all the writing cat
0: okay yeah you got me there i do yeah
2: (laughs) i don't need credit for writing. and no
0: (laughs) what's cat doing on a friday night having fun writing a paper
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah
0: So, so, you're, you're kind paper. of like,
2: well, you know, there's people
1: that like people like Stephen King and Brandon Sanderson, like mm-hmm. that's all they that it's an obsession with them. They love yeah. to write.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean,
1: and there's that's really cool.
0: Yeah. So. But shall we dive in? Oh yes, let's dive into tonight's show and also we'd like to do a book club 2023 let's make it the year of the book club yes the year of
1: the book club let's make like a little branding thing the year yeah we'll
0: we'll do something like that yeah like
1: maybe we could do a poll in our facebook group which if you are not in our facebook group please join it and Mm -hmm. um, maybe we'll do a poll uh cat maybe pull a couple of books you think might be interesting to read
0: oh no one wants to read what i want (laughs) to (laughs) read it's all about death and Spooky, well, stuff. J- Jen I guess, also, you know, what are the people. listers here? Why are they here? Well, I would be anyway. all
2: fiction all the way, mm-hmm. Uh. so I sure. don't know. We'll have to discuss. You got to we'll introduce discuss.
0: good fiction to me, Jen. Mm-hmm. Why don't you pull titles for me?
2: Uh, well, I'm a little out of the loop on those things, yeah, because I haven't read in a long, long time. This is part of the reason why I want to do it because I want to get back read. into it. Yes, and read all the 50 million books I have in my house that I have not
0: read. <laughs> okay, dear listeners, please suggest books to, for me to read.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and we'll, 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 yeah, let's get the discussion going in the group.
0: Yeah, my hobbies are skeletons and taxidermy and all things dead. So anyway, sources for tonight's show, Cincinnati Magazine, GreenUmbrella.org, Medium.com, AllTrails.com, The Cincinnati Inquirer, Wikipedia, WLWT, and WCPO. So, cholera is why we have public parks. Interesting thing I did not know until really researching for tonight's show. In 1892, the United States was in the midst of a massive cholera epidemic, which is taking over my lungs as well. The cause was thought to be poor air originating from the congestion of property, poverty-stricken areas parks were the cure to this miasma, places in urban environments that allow for the clean and fresh air to circulate among the populace. Burnett Woods is the brainchild of two prominent Cincinnatians, Robert W. Burnett and William S. Grosbeck. Robert Burnett was married to William's sister, Margaret. Meanwhile, William Grosbeck was married to Robert's sister, Elizabeth, making them all happy in-laws. In 1872, Grossbeck and Burnett leased 170 acres of their land to the city of Cincinnati to become a public park in the memory of Jacob Burnett, Grossbeck's father-in-law and Robert's father, who had been mayor of Cincinnati. Nine years later, the city purchased 163 acres, then turned around and sold 74 acres to the University of Cincinnati. The university moved permanently to that place in 1895. In 1950, the park would lose another seven acres of land when UC exchanged seven acres of land adjacent to Alms Park for for, and $46,000 for 18 acres of Burnett Woods. The area acquired by UC Riveschal, Langston, and Dapp currently stand of UC Burnett Woods consists nearly. Of nearly 90 acres enclosed by clifton avenue ludlow avenue bishop avenue and martin luther king drive laying directly north of the campus in 1875 the fishing lake was constructed in the park somewhere where you can catch and release fish to this very day and the popular bandstand was built in 1911 the trail nature center and wolf planetarium were works in progress Progress Administration or WPA projects in 1940, in addition to the stone slide and stairs that run just below the Trailside Nature Center. The Richardson Monument was erected in 1972 by University of Cincinnati students at the intersection of Brookline Avenue and Martin Luther King Drive. Made out of 84 tons of pink granite, the monument is the remaining pieces of the H.H. Richardson's City, Cincinnati, Chamber of Commerce building, which stood at Fourth and Vine Streets, in 1911. However, we lost the building as it was destroyed by fire, and these pieces were salvaged from the incident. So that's the interesting bits about Burnett Woods and how it actually ties a lot of Cincinnati history to UC, and was it's just been a touchstone of the city for over 150 years now. However, Burnett. Does have a dark history. And this is, of course, the trigger warning for suicide and murder that we warned about at the very top of the episode. The park carries a rather sinister reputation among the students at UC and the greater public, a reputation that stems from the park's forest being a popular suicide location when it first opened. According to local historian Greg Hand, hi, Greg. Since the conception of the park, people have been choosing the Oak groves that grow within the boundaries to commit suicide, a trend that continued well into the 20th century. So mind you, this park opened around 1874, 1875, and it continued for 40 years into the 19th century. So Greg actually found some of the documented mentions in newspapers. Um, The first is a 39-year-old man who died from a self-inflicted gunshot to the head. Second was a 50-year-old who slashed his wrists at the bottom of a tree, then followed by a man between the ages of 45 and 50 who died by hanging on one of the trees. A 25-year-old shot himself. A 60-year-old hung himself. A 47-year-old took a pistol to his brain was the phrasing that they used. A 54-year-old Uh, drank poison at the base of a tree and i find that one's a interesting method a man of 63 years took a gun to himself a 22 year old shot himself a 35 year old hung himself from a tree another 58 year old died from a gunshot and a 27 year old shot himself in the chest all of these occurred in burnett woods the fishing lake was uh was where a number of women committed suicide, wandering into the lake and drowning to, due to the weight of their clothes and shoes. On the west western side of the park it grew an enormous oak tree, which was a common place to find hanging suicide victims because of how the lowest tree limb was conveniently grown. It was just the right height off the ground to do the job. The Cincinnati Enquirer wrote of the tree, Who has not heard of the suicide tree in Burnett Woods. So frequent has been the report of death from this noble knight of the North Vine Street Forest, that one particular tree should be selected under whose foliage a last farewell of life and it cares is to be taken seems odd, and so many other things in connection with this ever-increasing mania for self-destruction. One particular double suicide to an elderly former police officer and his roommate occurred at this tree. The officer committed suicide by gunshot and was found at the base of the tree. Soon after, his elderly roommate in the same boarding house was found dead at the base of the same tree, also by gunshot. A famous person who did pass away in Burnett Woods was Fredelin Schumann, who was a renowned proprietor of one of Cincinnati's classic German music halls he also ended his life by gunshot while leaning against a beech tree in Burnett Woods. A park policeman named Gus Wagner told the Inquirer back in the 1800s, you have only to go back far enough to find that almost every tree in Burnett Woods is a quote-unquote suicide tree. I can point to you any number that have have sheltered the bodies of suicide over the grove since my time. In the southeastern side of Burnett Woods, Bishop Street, and Martin Luther King Drive, once stood a grove of trees known as Dead Man's Row. According to a in 1894, it is a pleasant drive, rich with foliage and carpeted with velvety grass. There is nothing about its appearance to suggest such a gruesome name, since it is nearly always molted with sh- shade and shine. A number of unidentified bodies have been found from time to time, strewn along it until it was christened as indicated, as the suicide grove. In 1908, the infamous suicide tree was cut down, however, and these were not the only tragedies to befall the park. In the early morning of June 10, 1966, the Cincinnati Strangler killed his third victim, 56-year-old Jeanette Messer, in Burnett Woods. Mrs. Messer was taking her black and white terrier for its morning walk, something she had done for years, according to her neighbors when a strangler attacked her midway up a stone staircase on Chipmunk Hollow Trail. Between December 1st, 1965 and December 9, 1966, seven women were beaten, strangled, and all but one raped by the Cincinnati Strangler. In, 19- in the 1960s, Burnett Woods also became a popular cruising spot, something that still occurs to this day, but not at the same volume as, it pre- in, as in previous decades. Most of this activity has moved to less patrolled public parks. While visiting Burnett Woods in the 1980s, you ran the risk of being robbed by Robert Van Hook. Van Hook would later become the final murderer put to death in Ohio on February 18th. Mm, Sorry, let me restate that. While visiting Burnett Woods in the 1980s, you ran the risk of being robbed by Robert Van Hook. Van Hook would later become the final murderer put to death in Ohio for the February 18th, 1985, Murder of David Lehman Self. Walking through the park on a chilly December day, which is what we all did yesterday, the atmosphere around the park feels heavy. The shades of the trauma dart around the bases of the numerous oak trees and birch trees that grow within the park. You may be fooled for a moment hearing the laughs of a group of walkers making their way along the trails or the jeering frisbee golf players on their course, but a hanging sorrow plagues The entirety of Burnett Woods, and if you would like to enjoy this hanging sorrow, wow! I did not mean to do that. Burnett Woods can be visited year-round between 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. Okay, Christina. As a former UC student, what was your thought of Burnett Woods?
1: People were told not to go there. I mean, it was you were said not to go by yourself. Yeah, I think. Let's say I started college in. 1986 there so i think there was a very strong stranger danger sort of feel in the 80s anyway yeah and so you were encouraged as a woman not to walk by yourself in burnett woods very Mm -hmm. strongly hearing your description of a lot of people having you know going there to commit suicide i mean that's very dark the whole Mm. thing with the murders and stuff makes me wonder also if that sort of added to the we've talked about oppression and the feel a place goes. So it almost feels like there's a, would you call it oppression or what's I the word you call that? Did you feel anything like oppression. that there?
0: It, it was, it felt heavy. Mm-hmm. So stepping out of the car, it was just, there were so many shades would be the best way to explain it where you're not seeing any one person. You're just getting a, collective sorrow from decades of just seeing mm-hmm. um abuse basically and assault from a personal level i mean mm-hmm. i didn't even talk about all the rapes that happen in this woods and there's too many to actually include them but they do mm-hmm. and some of them made bigger headlines than others and a lot of them were to students at uc mm-hmm. so so that adds to a lot of trauma. This place has seen a lot of trauma, but has also seen a lot of bright things too. Like mm-hmm. families picnicking, the frisbee golf players really mm-hmm. had helped to elevate the mood. Also, we went in December when all the leaves are gone and it looked bleak and it was very, snowing. So very bleak. It was I, think very that bleak. It,
1: I think that it has improved since I was there, but it did not have a good reputation when I was going to school there. Yeah. Like I said, people said not to walk there and there was general lore about it, probably mostly about perhaps rape more than murder. Mm. And I, the thing where it gets an urban legend territory is I never heard of anyone personally or knew. I never knew anyone that actually was attacked there. Mm-hmm. I was just told to avoid it.
0: Yeah. And even looking up just the local, reddit threads talk online comments Mm -hmm. that you would see on news articles it never happened personally like being assaulted never happened personally to somebody Mm -hmm. it was always just i know of this happening and i think a lot of the stigma stems from one the suicides i mean Mm -hmm. it's quite shocking to be walking around and find abandoned property (laughs) that go oh no is somebody in a tree Mm -hmm. this has happened to me while in japan Mm -hmm. um we were walking in kyoto in a ancient forest it was not the aokigahara which is what everyone knows as the suicide forest um but we found a bunch of backpacks that were sitting next to a tree and my friend and i immediately go oh no 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 we're not going to be are we going to be those poor souls who find people strewn up in a tree we did not we found a bunch of lost german hikers oh Oh, good what a relief it was yes such a relief we were just like oh thank goodness they're alive and they're they're just clueless and walking through they had not noticed any of the signs that said do not go into the forest Mm -hmm. both in english and japanese and uh, korean but it was they were just walking through Mm -hmm. but there is your heart stops and you're just like oh no this is this is it this is it's happened (laughs) but um it is probably
1: um, hmm? it is probably the only park in cincinnati i know of that has that type of reputation i mean washington park used to but they've completely redone it i think burnett woods could be a nice
2: what about Mount airy
0: Mount Airy has a big reputation too. There's quite a few parks that are not, mm-hmm. and also um, Mount
2: Airy is pretty
1: huge. I mean, Mount so Airy it's big huge. enough that it has that it has a lot of places that people go to and have picnics and parks, and you know, mm-hmm. I there don't know also if, homes there. Yes, here. yeah. I, I don't think it has. I think Burnett Woods kind of had more of that lore attached to it, just mm-hmm. because you have all these transient people coming there Mm -hmm. in a way you probably don't have around Mount Airy because you have people going to school. So you have a lot of freshmen. So any college already has a lot of new people come and being told the lore of the school and the lore of what's going on. Mm
2: -hmm. And I think
1: that that perpetuates itself. Yeah. because you have so many young people too they're on their own for their first for the first time and so of course they're being instructed not to do stuff that's going to get them killed right, right. and I mean I would suspect another problem with Burnett Woods is you probably do have you know people that have been partying walking around drunkenly mm-hmm. and you know getting sick or passing out or yeah. something like that and I suspect that also is plays into that lore as well i mean a lot of times we've all been college students before we were kind of discussing this you know you don't always make the best decisions
2: as Mm -mm. a freshman
1: and you know so you could understand how you know this would be reinforced
0: yeah well i will say a lot of the cruising according to rumors online has moved to Mount Airy. So, oh well. Wow. Yes. Um, so if you're cruising through Mount Airy, okay, that's a poor choice of words again. This is driving just through, driving through. <laughs> um, yeah, just be very aware of where people are parked and how they are parked in um, the restrooms. So just save your eyes. Just save your eyes um, <laughs> from things happening there. But it also happens at Alt Park, which is my neighborhood park. Uh, we have really? robberies. I never heard it about we Alt. have cruising. Yeah. Um, all of the public parks have a limited amount of it. It's just Burnett Woods seems to get the really bad reputation because of the 40 years of suicides happening there. And yeah. the police officers that were interviewed, and these were 1890s police officers, they're making it sound like there's a body at the bottom of every single one of these trees. And that was not true. Um, they would find them but you would be finding them every few weeks or months not every day yeah that's so, too. but even yeah. then
2: that's still too many it's too many
0: yeah. but um also remember that well people were also dying in canals at the time uh women were very frequently found floating in the cla- canals and um people were slightly more used to death around This is embalming was still very new. Not everyone did that. You would still have your wakes in your houses at that time. People passed away. That's why we had huge families because not everyone made it to adulthood. Even if you got to adulthood, that didn't guarantee you made it for the next 20 years. People were not as sensitive about death as they are now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you definitely hear that with how the bobbies or the policemen are just talking about Mm -hmm. the finding the men. And it was mostly all men from what's been preserved that were found on the trees. And one police officer mentions finding one woman in the lake, but there's allusions to finding other women in the lakes through time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm Yeah, especially
0: on a day like yesterday, where if you went into that water, you would die of hypothermia. Yeah, it was cold. It was so cold and snowing, which made it fun. I like snow, and uh, yeah. we're walking through, and I'm like, "Yeah, now everything is super dreary." <laughs> it was a great day for photography. You know,
1: photographing that sort of mood. It it, it captured the gloom. Yeah, yeah I really mean, did. I don't know if I. I mean, we walked into Burnett Woods, though. I mean, I did. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I hiked there, but we, we didn't avoid it. And then, we of course, we lived-
0: did hike. We went on yes. one of we went on the barn owl trail. Ooh, so we yeah, hiked but we yesterday.
1: <laughs> but we didn't see any barn owls, unfortunately.
0: No. Um, we did. Not. We did see I saw lived- the hikers there, though. There was a I, lot I did of live different pretty drivers.
1: close to Burnett Woods. A couple, you know, I was showing the different places I had apartments mm-hmm. on Brookline and I had an apartment mm-hmm. went to an partner with West Dixon, so we were very close and did mm-hmm. walk through occasionally, mostly because mm-hmm. of school. Like a lot of times, you'd walk through it, wasn't yeah. blocked the way it is now when I went to school there. They've blocked right. a lot of the roads, so I don't think you can actually drive through the park anymore. No,
0: mm-hmm. and that was to dig. De- To uh, curb the cruising that was happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's and it's the parks open really late till 10 p.m. every night, which Mm -hmm. I think is remarkably late. But Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, when you drive through Mount Airy Forest, you do see
2: a lot of parked cars. Yes. So when a park closes, how do they close it? I mean,
0: chains over the front. That's usually the simplest way to do it just to keep your car out there's nothing
2: stopping you from walking in there
0: right exactly which is why we found like the random hot dog casing bag Uh (laughs) in there but uh i do want to note on a much more positive note that wolf planetarium is one of the oldest planetariums in the united states and uh, it's very cozy It's currently not open according to their website, but eventually it will be reopening. And it's a fun, low-tech planetarium with the star maker that's in the middle. And 20 people can sit around it and you have a UC planetarium person, staff member, uh, that will guide you through the stars. (laughs) It's a neat building. I just liked it for the architecture. Um, Really very 1920s, 1940s.
2: And that was where we were on Brookline? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that was. And it's right in the middle of the woods. I actually liked walking through there.
2: No, yeah,
0: yeah. -hmm.
1: It was was really neat. Yeah. I mean, it was was pretty. And it looks like they've updated that nature building that's there recently. Mm -hmm. And I think they have programming and stuff there, too. Like you said, bird watching and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So it does look like a... I mean, it's a it's an urban park. so It
0: is. It is an urban park. There's an Audubon club that will meet and will look for all the owls. We saw many trees that could house owls and other large birds of prey. And then, oh my goodness, the amount of squirrels that we saw. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So many squirrels. But I was wondering actually today if there were porcupines that could be in the trees there because porcupines live in trees. I did not know that. I know um, that either yeah and uh and then there was clear evidence of deer mm-hmm. that had been through cuz we were seeing um just bark and everything eaten at deer height off of trees so and massive windstorm must have gone through and taken out quite a number of their old trees so mm-hmm. yeah
1: but it was I mean uh, hmm? uh, when you were where you went to school you went to IU i believe I did and um, was there a, an equivalent of Burnett Woods?
0: That would be the campus. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I, I, <laughs> that would be our campus. So, I mean,
1: your campus was probably way bigger than...
0: It UC is. Campus. It's much larger. Um, and ironically, I did do the entire history of the campus and clearly cannot remember of it right off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, we, we've been... Indiana University has been around since 1816. And we had hundreds of acres given to us our first campus actually burnt down to the ground (laughs) oh wow in the early 1800s and then we moved about three three to four blocks um east so that's where the current uh, indiana university is but because we have so many hundreds of acres to be able to build on all of our dormitories and buildings are really comfortably far apart from one another Um, our student union was built in stages through through time and um it's very gardeny if that makes any sense everything is very pruned and pristine and the just you can walk miles a day just going to your classes most people would take bikes because it especially if you lived off campus you would have to bike in or take a bus Mm. and uh I loved it. It was really nice and it was really calming because you're just surrounded by nature. Even during exams, you're sitting there going, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can do all what's required of me, but you still have at least a 10 minute walk to your class and it's going to be through the woods and it was very nice. They Mm -hmm. did really suggest that women walk around with only one headphone on This is the days of the Apple, Air, not AirPods, but the EarPods, just because people can sneak up on you. And Mm -hmm. uh, we had emergency call boxes easily every, I felt like every hundred feet. They were were everywhere. And uh, security was constantly going around. So Mm -hmm. felt pretty safe walking on the campus. We do have some famous missing cases from their campus Mm -hmm. that could be an episode for a different day, but, uh, and we have some wonderful lore about our campus and the sample gates and everything. But, and then just like with short vine here at university of Cincinnati, we had our party street as well. Mm. There's third street. And then the other on Kirkwood Avenue, that's what it was. Everything was on Kirkwood Avenue. Mm. And that's where people go to party. And now it's a lot of apartments and, students live on the street as well as commute so i've always wanted
1: to sketch there it looks really pretty it's super pretty it sucks in the winter
0: because it really snow and you still have to walk to class
2: oh Oh, don't give me that i went to school in upstate new york shush i know (laughs) we never closed
0: out to people who are like oh cincinnati i even make a joke (laughs) about cincinnati not being able to handle snow because where i grew up we had a lot of lake effect snow from Lake Michigan. It's very similar to Buffalo, New York, but we were in Northern Indiana, where you just get tons and tons of feet of snow.
2: Okay, so you know what Rochester? I know exactly like what
0: yeah. <laughs> trudging is through snow. Like, yeah. I, I get it. Um, and IU, just like Cincinnati, if it snows just like an inch, everyone freaks out because neither one of these locations is equipped to carry more than an inch of snow Same. so I used yeah. I, I joke that Cincinnati only has one snow plow because they really only need one snow plow it never snows enough unlike mishawaka Indiana or up upstate New York where yeah you need a fleet of 40 snow plows because you're going to get 13 inches overnight and this is normal so yeah you know That's it
2: nice. was always when we would have a snowstorm you'd wake up the next day and the most of the snow would be cleared. Mm-hmm. On campus and mm-hmm. the roads. Yep. And it it never closed. Very yep. rarely did we ever not or did we have a snow day? Yep. Yeah. And, and if your I, bus went it. into
0: a snow bank, another bus came to pick you up.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> yep. I've always wanted to
1: see the Thomas Hart Benton murals there though. Did you get to see the murals when you were in school often or?
0: i don't know what you're talking about so obviously
1: you is well known for he's a really famous illustrator thomas hart benton did like these sort of murals that i think
0: he's in our our theater
1: it's the indiana university auditorium and yeah. it's like some of the most famous murals i've always wanted to see him um there's i knew they were
0: famous and then that auditorium is right next to our art school And mm -hmm. I knew they were famous when I would go in for events. But just like with books, I was caring about the dead people that were in the auditorium and not so much the artwork that was above. So, one track mind. (laughs) So, I I have seen them, Christina. I didn't know what I was looking at.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I, I guess I'm just a huge geek when it comes to that.
2: Yeah. That's okay. That's no, what it's, you're passionate about.
0: <laughs> you would fit right in. IU is full of passionate geeks of all walks of life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh which I is went why to I an loved...
2: engineering school. So hmm
1: Yeah. So so what did was there lore where you went to school, Jen, in Rochester?
2: You know, if there was, I never heard it. The at RIT it was always the kids jumping off the balconies because we could open our balconies Mm -hmm. at that time. Um, We were always told not to go to downtown Rochester, uh, even though I did quite a bit, but it was never like, I was always with friends and I didn't like stay there until three o'clock in the morning. Um, At Brockport, SUNY Brockport, where I graduated, uh, we were right on the Erie Canal. It was really close. Mm-hmm. And of course, there were bar there was one particular bar along there, and I'm sure there were kids that fell into it. Um, I mean, how could you not? <laughs> there was nothing keeping you from not falling into it. You could sit on it and put your legs in if you wanted to um but and I think when I was at Brockport, there might have been some rapes going on mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I was always conscious of those things. And like my guy friends, because at RIT, we had the quarter mile from the dorms to the other side of campus where classes were and it was just like a straight shot, quarter mile. And when you, uh when I had classes at night, my guy friends would always meet me um, because we didn't have cell phones then. <laughs> and so they would, they would know what time to meet me and they'd start walking and then we'd meet each other and Mm-hmm. To make sure. Uh, yeah, the we time were okay. before
1: cell phones was very different. Yeah,
2: we did have the blue lights though. Um, yeah,
1: those were at UC's campuses. I still are, I
2: believe. Yeah, I never, I never felt unsafe on yeah. campus at any of the schools I've been to. Um, yeah, and I always stayed on the main trails. We didn't have a lot of forests or woods around. I don't think, but Brockport was half an hour outside of Rochester, so it was, you know, it was contained. It was all its own. So Mm -hmm. if anything was going on, it would have been on campus or just off Mm -hmm. of campus. I want to say Brockport was the actual police. It wasn't just campus police. So I don't think, yeah, I don't really remember. I kind of had, you know, my head in the sand, too. You know, I wasn't really aware of what was going on in the world at the time. And yeah, yeah you know i was often fiction world always trying to think about writing and taking photos and stuff mm-hmm. so yeah and i didn't really leave campus much unless i had to
0: yeah well yeah. iu had a lot of students that lived in southern indiana that lived in bloomington so there was mm-hmm. a lot of commuting even though yeah. it was um a resident school as well where people would live like myself mm-hmm. so I'm trying to think on campus itself, there weren't a lot of places where you would accidentally fall into anything illicit happening, but there were plenty of places off campus, but you'd have to drive there. And we had a lot of state parks where people Mm. would disappear. Yeah. I can't remember which state park it is, but it has lemon Lake, I believe is the name. Yeah. And it has a lot of drownings, Mm -hmm. a lot of drownings. There's at least two a year. And Sometimes they're students. And then we also have Morgan Monroe State Forest, which has Steppe Cemetery, which has its own urban legends associated with it. And yeah. uh, that's a really popular spot if you need to go relax with some illicit items in your car and, <laughs> and just uh, hot box something. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. where that gets done. Mm-hmm. We so. just
2: did that on campus. That <laughs> ended up happening on campus.
0: <laughs> I... I'll be blunt because we've talked about this is already an explicit episode anyway. The <laughs> amount of hotboxing and weed that was on IU's campus was just astronomical. Drinking happened. Most people mm-hmm. were just high on on weed.
2: Yeah, first time I ever got high was in college. Yeah. I- mm-hmm.
0: I'm actually allergic to it. So I did That's not really like it. It wasn't
2: because I was like, oh, I hate marijuana. It was like, oh, stop I did.
0: it. I don't want to have to take my EpiPens. And
2: yeah. Oh, dear. In my, I, um, I really <laughs> enjoyed myself. I mean, That's I didn't good. do it all the time in college. I did that. Have- i'm
0: glad i'm glad you enjoyed yourself oh it was i see the relaxation (laughs) benefits of it but i was just like i don't want to have to take the damn nebulizer from the nurse again i hate that so um.
2: i don't i am a proponent of pod i don't like smoking it i don't like inhaling things into my lungs i don't Mm -hmm. like coughing hard Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and and that's mainly because it hurts Hmm. and i don't like the feeling of not being able to breathe so yeah no one likes that feeling no. <laughs> no apparently my mom did because she wouldn't stop smoking but anyway i digress yeah
1: well you know uh, it's interesting because i think there is so much lore about it, and i'm sure people have written about this before there's a lot of lore in general like i said before People are out of the house for the first time. A lot of students, it's a new experience. So they do a lot of stuff that's stupid. My freshman year, I was in Daniel's Hall at UC. And someone did die falling from one of the upper floors. And it actually did happen. And it wasn't that they did it on purpose. It was just that somebody did something stupid. People drank a lot. They were, it's the way Mm -hmm. of schools yeah yeah there was not a lot of supervision because you're supposed to alcohol, yeah alcohol like, poisoning happens to people yeah. they mm-hmm. they there's it's just for a lot of kids this freedom they kind of just do a lot of crazy things and, and that's
0: where a lot of the ghost stories come in as really. warnings mm-hmm. especially to female co-eds basically that are on mm-hmm. campus uh, the mm-hmm. one that i think of immediately. Is we called her the girl in yellow that was in Reed dormitory, but there is a variant of this particular ghost in many dormitories.
1: Oh, interesting. So it's a trope.
0: It's a trope. And um, basically what the trope is, is warning of abuse within a relationship and how it can go sideways very quickly. And if you hear some humming, there is a helicopter going overhead right now. So on the feed or if any of our keen <laughs> listeners hear it it's a helicopter I'm not being abducted by aliens
1: you know so, these microphones are really good and they don't get a lot of that kind of sound
0: yeah I heard my dogs earlier too with their tags but yeah the girl in yellow story is it was a girl and a guy that were sweethearts and were always in each other's dormitory rooms and they both were in Reed Hall But um, different wings were different sexes, basically. And uh, for at the time, this is the 1960s is when this urban legend started. And the guy got very angry because she was either going to leave him when they say the most dangerous point is leaving Mm -hmm. um, or something else. But usually she was going to leave him. So he murdered her and stuffed her body in the basement and the basement's also where our laundry facilities are so it made it very spooky for people going and doing their laundry wondering if they're going to run into the ghost of the girl in yellow and she wore yellow because she it was a homecoming formal and she had a yellow dress on and i've heard this particular story different colors of dresses at oh, different universities across the united states it doesn't matter if it's the midwest or the deep south out east out west there's going to be a variant of this and the entire point is to kind of teach people about the warning signs of abuse within relationships Yeah. so uh th- you get a few of those and now you hear squeaking from little guy i and heard that
2: I, yeah. <laughs> that's Do not a ghost talk?
0: that's a living child so someone sent us a hometown haunt will you preface it for us please christina
1: Yes, there is an old building that used to be the School of Creative and Performing Arts. It's a beautiful, if you've seen Hughes High School, which is close to where we were yesterday, there are these beautiful old Gothic buildings with, you know, all sorts of friezes and sculpture and gargoyles and and that sort of thing. And there's a building on Sycamore and... Apparently, it's haunted. So this might be an investigation. And they said kids always said that the ghost of Abigail, Abigail Cutter roamed the hallways in the evenings. She's supposedly buried on the grounds of the old school. It could be an urban legend. There's supposedly a marker in the back entrance about her. So we'll have to investigate that and see if we can find it.
0: That would be really interesting. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of the host of an urban structure. Yes. Well,
1: that's why I want, <laughs> that's why we want to talk to the, because people that are living there probably do hear and see things. Yeah. That school's yeah. been around for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, they built the new one, it's on Central Parkway. Mm-hmm. And oh, and is so, that in the
0: old funeral home?
1: No, the, oh. the new one on Central Parkway is. It's a very modern building. Yeah, I think it's oh. a new it just building. built. It's in front of what it's on Central Parkway and I think where that corner of the YMCA is on one corner. Oh, okay. I think Elm and it's between Elm and Race, right? Okay. Way, think, yeah. way closer to downtown, yeah. not yeah. up in
0: old Central Parkway. No near oh. um C State. No. Yeah. no, no, there, there's a the funeral management. home that got turned into an art.
1: Yes, that's now Manifest mm-hmm. Studio, and I really want to go there. Oh, let's go there! Sketch. Yeah, they have drawing. I think they're going to be doing drawing, and I don't know if they're going to use it as a gallery space. But I've always wanted to go inside. It looks like an amazing building. Mm-hmm. Now what? this is further down. This is downtown, right at the entrance of OTR. So okay, and it, so they moved out of the old building a while ago, and now it's condos, as Jen was saying.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I'd yeah. like to get a tour of them next time they do like one of those tours downtown where you get to see all the different apartments and houses <sighs> and stuff. That yeah. would be one that would be great to see. Uh, yeah,
2: I have always wanted to go in that building. It was empty for a while. Yes. Uh, and nothing was going on there. And that particular part of Sycamore Street was never, yeah, you know, just don't go there late at night. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, that's that next is to the restaurant now. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. that's next to the restaurants you probably have lots of tales of that street Mm -hmm.
2: uh not really because i was never down there i would always whenever i would leave nicola's after working or whenever i'd be leaving with someone no
0: Mm -hmm. like when i was
2: living at home my stepdad dad would take me home or you know i was going right to my car and i could always park Mm -hmm. right by the restaurant because my family owned it i didn't have Mm -hmm. to pay for parking and stuff like that so mm -hmm. um yeah, I, again, I've always been, well, not always, you know, as an adult, I've always been kind of wary of those situations. Mm-hmm. Not that I haven't put myself in stupid situations I have, mm-hmm. but. uh
1: And of course, now you know. that area's totally changed. Like that area's yeah, condos. Yeah. There's a nice parking garage underneath. There's a great brewery next door. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. the Pendleton is like two blocks east of that
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean there's a lot of stuff there but you know maybe we can do an investigation if so if any of our listeners live in those condos and have seen anyone or heard anything let us know yes
0: we do have our 100th episode coming up in 25 episodes Ooh. And uh, we should do something big for that because that's quite a milestone to be getting to. It really is. So oh, yes. our listeners, please send your hometown haunts to hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com to help celebrate our 100th episode. And I think this is a time, good time to take us out and say yes, happy yes. holidays, everyone.
2: May uh, you holidays. stay safe.
0: May you stay warm and happy even on this downer of an episode. <laughs> so for all of you, Happy New Year, happy season, and we'll see you in 2023.
1: Bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.